This is the story of three little girls who triumph in the face of adversity. This is the story of a single mother who dedicated her life and love to ensuring her children might have a life of independence and self-sufficiency. This is our story. I'm your host, Latoya Dixon, and welcome to Passion Fueled Purpose. I had just got married, so that's where my husband got stationed. So that's where I went. So let's begin. Sometimes I feel misunderstood. It's hard to explain and somewhat complicated. I can come across rather strong and preachy, yet it's passion that fuels my speech and my heart. I am one of the fortunate ones. My purpose is embedded in my profession. It's my job. I get to do what I believe I was sent here to do every day as a professional. I realize that for many others, this is not so. And therefore, I am grateful for the opportunity to live out my purpose through my work. I was born in North Dakota on Grand Forks Air Force Base. My mother was a stay-at-home mom and my father a soldier. Mama says North Dakota was so cold and sometimes there would be blizzards for days on end. We lived on the base. Mama and Daddy would drive from North Dakota to South Carolina once a year to visit family. It's still hard for me to believe that Mama was willing to live so far away from home. But I guess after getting married to Daddy, she didn't have much of a choice. I don't remember much about North Dakota. Shortly after I was born, when I was six months old, my parents divorced. Mama moved back to South Carolina to our hometown. Yeah. I didn't like North Dakota. The main reason was it was so cold. It, but in, in summertime, you know, it was getting hot, just like it do around here. But the weather was so long and cold. I remember it, it was starting somewhere like September. And, so I remember it stopped being thrown around the heat. It was just cold. I think we'd all agree that there are some life experiences that you never forget. Sometimes it's because those experiences were accompanied by trauma or indicative of a significant milestone, life change, disappointment, or accomplishment. Growing up poor is not without its own set of trauma, milestones, changes, and disappointment, simply due to the stress of not having the money you need for the things you need. The stress brought on by a lack of money is so strong, and a repeated experience of this can create a certain set of habits and behaviors associated with this lack of resource. As I share stories here of growing up, I believe most of you will begin to understand why I am who I am and why equity matters so much. Well, when I came home, Kids were still 
you know, look for another dog. But it was hard to find a dog out around the kids, you know, so I would be there with the kids when they got out of school. And, you know, one friends would work to like, work while they were in school, be home when they got home. Uh, it took me a while to find a dog, you know. I, I found one at uh, the hotel. He was going in like eight, you know, about. I'm sure that growing up poor affected us all in different ways. So I asked my sisters how they think growing up in poverty impacted them. Here's what they said. Um, you know, I think growing up poor has impacted me in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, initially, I don't think I was as aware of as my siblings, which is interesting that I'm the oldest, that we didn't have a lot. So I got to like middle school and realized, you know, I wanted to run track and initially it wasn't an option because gas costs money to pick kids up after school and that sort of thing. And so um, I think when I when I saw what other people could do and, and realized why I couldn't do some of the same things, um, is when I kind of realized that we didn't have as much. But I think, you know, one thing growing up uh, poor has taught, I think if anything, one benefit has been is that I don't overvalue money in terms of what, if it, it being a reflection on who I am as a person, my character, dignity, integrity. Money can't buy class um, or intelligence or, and it shouldn't buy status. And so I'm not overly impressed about how much money people have. Money is a tool to get things done. And the reason I want more is to make it easier for me to, to, to get things done. But I think I have the role that money can play in my life in a proper uh, perspective. Um, and not the least of it, it can buy you just a little bit of joy. They talk about money doesn't buy happiness, but it buys you room to breathe so you can take advantage of, of doing something besides just going to work, paying your bills. Um, you can, you know, buy a milkshake if you want to, which sounds like a small thing, but it's not when you've lived a life where you couldn't afford to. You can uh, take a trip. You can tell a friend you want to meet them for, for dinner. You know, even small investments of, of time with your friends and family a lot of times have a financial implication, even if it's small. And, you know, when you're growing up living dollar to dollar, um, it may be small, but it's a real obstacle that um, don't always give you that breathing room, which can be um, suffocating as a kid, but very, uh, uh, very telling as an adult, because now I don't attach my, my value to how much money I make. I'm worried about having enough money. So I can remember feeling the stress of whether or not there was going to be money for school supplies, for school clothes, for any, even the base essentials of would there be money to worry about the car breaking down and would there, would there be enough money to carry it. Um, the other thing too was just knowing and understanding that there wasn't any extra in spite of everything we faced growing up we were lucky enough to get uh, high quality public education and I think that was critical to our success when I asked my sisters 
they say the same thing. You know, I think we wouldn't be where we are without the quality public education that we got. And when I say where we are, I mean we're all three in a position um, of financial independence. One of the biggest things that I know was important to all of us growing up was to make sure, you know, it was important to Mama that we were independent and self-sufficient. So it's, um, it's less stress on her and on each other that we all can, quote unquote, take care of ourselves financially, which is not a small thing. And that's in large part due to the quality of education we got. Um, uh, public education that we got that prepared us for college and I, I just have to believe from my own personal experience that the biggest accelerant from um, to the middle class from uh, being you know in somebody who grew up by the federal definition of poverty is education it's going to get you the furthest the, the fastest so I'm forever grateful for the quality of education that we got um, and I think that's why as a, as a country as a society we have to invest in it because I have a personal theory that you um, you can pay now or pay later. And so I don't have any problem with my tax dollars going to fund a public education even though I don't have children because people who have a quality education become productive members of society and they all contribute to the quality of life not only we have individually but that we have collectively too. And it's because of this that I advocate for equity and my sisters and I are so passionate about public education so that every child has the same opportunities and chances to change their lives through the power of a quality education. I always told my kids, you know, to get a quality education so they can make decisions and educate themselves. I uh, I was that job here and uh finally it was time for uh, my only daughter to go home. This is why I share our story. There are thousands, perhaps millions, of kids just like us growing up in similar or closely comparable situations, they too have an opportunity to change the trajectory of their lives if they receive a quality education and run into some of the great teachers that you'll hear more about as a part of this story um, who believe in not only what they can become, but in their intellectual capacity to, to do just that. My memories of school begin very early. My earliest memories are around the time when I attended Head Start, the preschool program for low-income toddler. I still remember always staying awake during nap time and pretending to be asleep so I wouldn't get in trouble. I used to tell Mama what my teachers ate for lunch, especially if they ordered out from Shrimp Boat. 
a hometown seafood and chicken favorite. I know and still know that smell anywhere. When I think about Mama raising all three of us on her own, all under six, as a single parent with a high school education who had been out of the workforce for some time and trying to come home and get reestablished, I often wonder just how did she do it? What kept her so strong? Anything is getting priorities right, you know. My priority for my kids. And that's what I concentrated on. And I, I've never regretted it, you know. I, if I had to do all of it, you know, I would do the same thing. I once heard someone say, if you come across too strong, no one will listen to you. If you think I come across as preachy sometimes, just listen to my mother and I think you'll understand why. Being the self-reflective person that I am, I began to take that message to heart. And for a period of time, I worked to tone down my passion. I actually stopped sharing our story and quit sharing my why. I kept working hard, but I made this terrible assumption. I thought, maybe people are just tired of hearing our story. I thought perhaps they'd somehow confused my sharing of the story with self-promotion or self-centeredness. I couldn't believe they'd forgotten that behind all the success that we've experienced, We are just three poor black girls from the project. Uh, We want to be sure that folks don't view us absent from that history. And so we tell our story as a part of this podcast. It's for those who might be having similar experiences or who maybe are struggling to find the money to buy materials for tomorrow's science project. Perhaps you're a parent, a single parent, who's trying to figure out how you're going to get the money for the next field trip. Maybe you are a student who's struggling uh, to get just basic materials and needs for class. Perhaps you're praying for the child support check to come on time in the mail. Maybe just looking forward to the hot meals that school provides and dreading the stress of a holiday break that comes with being out of school. This is why I share our story. We are them, and they are us. I want folks to know that helping children out of poverty by adopting a child for Christmas, or participating in a coat drive, or maybe even taking part in a church mission trip is not enough. Children of poverty need all of those things, but more than anything, they need a quality education. This podcast is for them. I hope our listeners will see just that. Join us next time for Passion, Field, Purpose.